What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow us, and don't forget to share this with a friend. This month, we're talking about our new series called Realign, and we believe that if we were to realign ourselves with God and His will, that God is going to do some amazing things. How do we do that, though? That's what we're going to talk about today in today's episode. God bless you guys. What is going on, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in to the next episode of VCast. So on this previous episode, we were talking about this new series we're going into, which is about realign. Um, it's, it's, it's called Realign, and it's about realigning ourselves with the, the basics of Christianity. We believe that if God is going to move in his people, we need to make sure we are realigned with his will and what he desires for our lives because it's only when you meet that criteria that we really just start to see god move in powerful ways in our lives um and um i i really strongly believe that god is going to be doing something now in this month of may and that if he isn't already he's going to restore things restore marriages and and all sorts of great things are going to be happening and i'm really excited for that but how do we position ourselves in a in a place where we can see uh this type of revival so um the first one we talked about having a high view of god low view of self i'm reminded of the words of john um he must increase and i must decrease Mm -hmm. and when we do that what we're really doing is acknowledging our sinfulness and and confessing who we are and repenting and turning and asking god forgive us um because honestly we've been off. And I think it's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about repentance and the role that it plays in realigning ourselves with God. Yeah. Um, and, and like last time, how we said that Isaiah would be the sort of foundation. It's going to be the common theme in all of this. Right. We start again with Isaiah mm-hmm. again and back in Isaiah six. And we start Isaiah six, five through seven. And it says, And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. So in talking of repentance, right, what what, what exactly is repentance? Um, I remember in a previous podcast, we discussed how repentance is a change in mind that leads to a change in action. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that it's not just saying, hey, God, I'm sorry, forgive me of my sins. It's God, I'm sorry, forgive me of my sins and go and sin no more. Right. Like like for me, I've always said making mistakes is normal, but making the same mistakes is a problem. Mm -hmm. And so I think that repentance really is just this mind state change that leads to change in the way we act. Yeah. And it's not that because we had also talked about this before. And it's a question that I used to ask all the time. Is repentance what saves you? Is it repentance that saves you or are you saved and then repent? Right. Mm. And um, for me, at least, I believe repentance is the result of salvation. Right. Because it's really hard for you to repent from sin when sin is something that you love. When you've gained salvation, you no longer have a longing for it. So you turn from it. Yeah. Right. Um, And I think that this is what happens with Isaiah. Yeah. Right. He realizes God, like we had talked about before, the realization of God. Yeah. 
saying that he's a sinner. So he first acknowledged that he was sinful. He was then forgiven and then he turned from his sins. Right. Right. And then he actively um, turned so that it's the acknowledgement right. of um, your sinful state. Right. That leads to repentance. Because it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. So the yes. understanding is that, um, you know, if I go out and I tell somebody, hey, if you repent, then God will save you. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. But when I preach the good news of Jesus and I preach the gospel message, which is turn away from the direction you're heading and run towards Christ. Um, that's where the Holy spirit enters into a person's heart and gives them that, 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 uh, softens up the heart. And then you have genuine repentance where a person says, I no longer want to live this way. Their mind has been changed, but it's not that you change your own mind, but rather God radically transforms your, your heart and mind. So I think we, we see eye to eye on that. Yeah. Um, another question that actually just came to my mind right now that I think goes along with what we're talking about is repentance a one and done thing or is there constant repentance in the life of a Christian? See, for me, it's your sin is your nature. Mm-hmm. So repentance isn't an option. But once the Lord impacts your heart, you hear the gospel message and it softens the heart, you're able to turn from sin. God saves you. And in that moment, you now live a life of turning away from sin for the rest of your life because it was John who said, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Um, It's a continual uh, thing throughout our life that we have to constantly continue to do. Yeah. And I think we even see that in Ezra chapter 10 verses 2 through 4, right? Um, And Shechaniah, the son of Jehiel of the sons of Alama, just Ezra, we have broken faith with our God and have married foreign, foreign women from the peoples of the land. But even now there is hope for Israel in spite of this. So these, this is God's people talking, hmm. but he says there's still hope for us in keeping with repentance. We have broken faith and we need to realign ourselves. again. Right. Right. So even though that these are God's people, right. they realize that they were once with God, mm-hmm. they've broken faith and they need to repent again. Correct. Right. Because how many times has Israel had to do that before so this isn't something new right right they're keeping with repentance they're saying we i think even further on i don't have the verses written down but even they um they went and they divorced these women and their their children um as bad as that sounds but it was more symbolic of that turning away from sin Mm -hmm. right leaving it all behind even though they had children with these women leaving it all behind because they need to turn from their way so in spite of being in rebellion towards god there is hope for us yeah, and, and the idea, too, is that they didn't hide in their sin. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't try to hide their sin or cover up. That's what Adam and Eve did. They sinned, and then they sowed fig leaves because they were embarrassed. Um, and they were hiding when God came to look for them in the garden. But then what does Adam do? He he comes out, and he says, God, we, we did something wrong. Even God is seeking for confession from them. Correct. Right? He's seeking that from them. He knows where they are. Like, right. Of course he knows. He knows that she's probably hiding behind that tree over there. Right. right. Yeah. Like, he knows. He can be X-Men. Like, what is it? Um, <laughs> Superman. The, LA, yeah, the X-ray, X-ray vision. He sees it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not hiding. He's like, I know where you're at. I know I'm where still you're gonna at. ask. Because I want the confession from you. It right. even says it in Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals... Um, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Yeah. Right. And First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. There is power in confession. Right. Power. Because, yeah. again, it's back acknowledgement and yeah. realization. Right. It's saying that I have a problem, that something's wrong. And it's not that God doesn't know what's wrong, mm. but... It, it really it's like that chain reaction 
Yeah. I recognize something's wrong and it would be wrong for me to do nothing about it. Yeah. And I think too, there's like, there's like a dual benefit in confession. Confession isn't just good for God. It's, it's not just a thing where God is like, I require you to confess. You're going to benefit from this, mm -hmm. right? Like when you confess your sins, you're getting something off your chest that you haven't been able to tell anybody. You're exposing the darkness in you. And when the darkness comes out of you, when I've purged darkness, all that's left is light. Mm -hmm. And there's just such a great um, release, even psychologically speaking, in being able to just talk about issues. When you have anxiety... And all you do is think about the same thing over and over again. And you're just worried and worried and worried. You talk to somebody about it. And there is freedom in confessing that there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. um, what was that? I was just about to say something so good. I'm so and, sorry. And no, no, you're good. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of what it is that I, I needed to say. It was about the, um, the, the power of that confession. Yeah. And really, it, it's... It's shining the light on it, right? It, right. It's um, talking about the chain reaction. Damn, I lost my chain of thought. We're uh, good though. We're we'll okay. good there. We're good. But um, the the confession leads to for to being forgiven. Correct. Right? Yeah. It, that that's where it leads you to. That's where I was trying to go. I was just trying to make the connection, but my brain just lagged a bit. No, you're good. But confession then leads to being forgiven. Right. Right. It's almost, again, God knows our problems, but let's put it in terms of you and me, right? Mm -hmm. If I've done something wrong to you, but you don't know what I've done wrong, uh, how can I expect to have forgiveness unless I come clean to you? Right. right? Like some, if I do something wrong from other people, they don't know um, what's going on. They don't know yeah. what happened. If I'm seeking forgiveness from people, I need to tell them what's wrong. Right. right? I've, I've wronged you in a way and I need to, yeah, because a lot of times we don't do that. A lot of times our confession, we skip that part. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, hey, I did something wrong. Well, they can get over it. Right? Like, okay. Like, sorry. Mm -hmm. Roll our eyes, you know, suck our teeth. Just like, fine, whatever. Sorry. But in reality, it's like you, there's, there's a realization that comes with confession. Confession is not just saying sorry. Confession is actually thinking, like sitting there for a moment and pondering and saying, how has what I've done affected my relationship with God? You know, and I don't think we do that enough. I don't think we, I think we try to forget when we do something wrong. We just try to forget about it. We just try to watch some TV or do something. I, I messed up. I'm going to think about something else. But in reality, there's true power in being able to come forward and say, hey, I need your forgiveness. Yeah, I think um, I was brought to Psalm 43, 5. And it says, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And the reason that I brought this um, verse in here was because when we confess our sins, there is now this guilt within us. But this is where the forgiveness comes from. Right. Right. You don't usually feel the guilt of something till you confess it and bring it out to the open. Right. So I when I was reading it, I was just like, David is in this depressed and agonizing state right he's like why are you so downcast oh my soul right mm -hmm. i shall praise him again in my salvation and my god that in letting out his anxiety letting out his depression that he can once again praise god right, right. because that's what's stopping him and that's what stops a lot of us mm -hmm. our inability to confess what's wrong All right right it, it hinders us from praising mm -hmm. god 
Yeah. And there's such a power in just being forgiven. You know, like um, uh, uh, Psalms 32, one says, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, right? Whose sins are covered. There's a blessing that comes with being forgiven. There's a sense of removal of that guilt. There's a sense that um, I, I feel free. Like, I feel like, you know, like, for example, um, the other day I went to the gym and uh, there was a guy there and he was like, um, oh, you you owe X amount of money. And I was like, Oh, I didn't, I went, what? I, I didn't understand where that even came from. And I was like, no, cause there was a, you guys had some deal going where we don't have to pay anything down and you know, this, this and that. And you guys put this up and he's like, no, I, we didn't. Um, that was in March and you didn't go for it. And I was like, okay, well, I, 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 no, I'm not going to pay. It was like a hundred and something dollar down payment for the gym membership. Cause I hadn't been in a while. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so when I went back, um, I had, told him i was like no i'm sure of it i showed him the email that i got and then i showed him when i registered and when i paid online and they were like oh, okay we're so sorry and um and so i went to my little exercise machine and i was just getting myself warmed up for my routine and the guy comes up to me and man he was just like he looked like he he almost looked like he had like tears in his eyes genuinely like sorry like he was like sir i'm so sorry like i i really i just felt so bad that that i everything i said you know i told you that you know i guess i made you feel like you were lying i'm like nah man i was like bro you're good he's like you sure and i'm like bro yeah i'm like you're great don't worry about it you're just doing your job man i would never hold that against you and he was just like, oh man i appreciate that and you this sigh of relief came over him like i had never seen before yeah <laughs> and, and this is um what i I was trying to pinpoint and I think that your story yeah. perfectly displayed it. It's this longing to want mm. to be forgiven. Yeah. Right? Because when we confess, we realize, oh my gosh, I've actually done all this stuff. Right. And you're just seeking and hoping for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And you're longing for it. So as the man came up and ran to you, almost looked like he was about to break down. He was longing for forgiveness because he couldn't handle what yeah. he had done right 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 so th there's just a beauty and how amazing is it right that sigh of relief mm -hmm. like how amazing is it yeah is it when you actually receive that forgiveness yeah right i was like no harm no foul man and it's like wow really that's it and it's like like sometimes we forget just how forgiving god is like we forget that verse that we literally just mentioned not that long ago that when we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins mm -hmm. right he will forgive you if you if you confess and acknowledge what you did is wrong and you don't just do it because you you have to i do it because i really feel like i hurt god so now i want to ask you um as somebody who's been obviously a christian a lot longer than i have because you've been on this earth a lot longer um <laughs> that was an old joke for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um forgiveness for being forgiven and forgiveness is a huge part of a Christian life. Is this because I handed you the Bible in the last one? You're getting me back? Okay, gotta, cool. Gotta Got gotta it. I'm sorry. Go ahead and ask your question. Um, <laughs> it, what I want to ask is how does forget like now that you've been forgiven, right? right. You, you realize how great that was for you. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us we need to give that to others because how amazing is it that you received it? Right. Right. So how does forgiving others reflect a true Christian lifestyle oh man for sure uh, because the idea is like like when you become a christian like there's so many christians who just live in unforgiveness and it bothers me so much because forgiveness is so good for god so good for you so good for others that 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 the christian's life revolves around forgiveness why 
I've been forgiven. Now I go out and forgive those who've sinned against me. It, it, it's vital to being a Christian. I don't know how many times I've counseled Christians and, and people who've come say, I just don't know if I can forgive this person. And I'm like, even though you're supposed to, <laughs> you've been forgiven. Right. Like, like it's, it's, it's you're, and I, and I hate that I hate that I have to use this word that you're obligated to do it, mm-hmm. right? You are obligated to forgive others because you've been forgiven. Yeah. Um, Ephesians four thirty two tells us, "Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you." Mm. Right. So the same way that God forgave you, you must now forgive others. Right. Um, uh, Jesus, when he prayed, mm-hmm. right, when he's teaching the disciples how to pray, Father, forgive us. Uh, our trespasses as we forgive others their trespasses against us for if we do not forgive others their trespasses against us how can you forgive us of our trespasses god is jesus is saying in that moment if you don't forgive others why should you expect forgiveness in return you want god to forgive your sin but you're not willing to forgive the sins of others and that's very applicable yeah we have to forgive people constantly um even it, it says it in luke 6 um, do good to those who hate you. Forgive them. Forgive the people who do wrong to you, right? Mm-hmm. So we should have a longing to forgive people who do wrong to us. But something else that I realized as writing this down is we shouldn't just look to forgive people who do wrong to us, but seek forgiveness in the dispute of two other people, mm. right? So even when it yeah. doesn't involve us, mm-hmm. when we see two other people arguing or hashing it right. out, seek forgiveness in their situation mm-hmm. right um in the book of philemon which is um or philemon young no i'm kidding <laughs> you, I'm dead. you ever seen that video <laughs> no no That's anyway so later <laughs> philemon is um is i think it's paul's friend right he's the, he's the one that needs forgiveness it's philemon and paul isn't seeking forgiveness for himself in this book yeah. seeking forgiveness for philemon for Onesimus. For, for Onesimus? Oh, he's Ones- writing to Philemon. Yeah, he's writing yes. to Sorry. Philemon, and he's Onesimus. seeking for the forgiveness of Onesimus. Onesimus. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Which, okay. I don't even remember how I remember that name. I didn't even remember the name. I thought it was <laughs> about Philemon. Yeah, yeah. But he's writing to Philemon to forgive Onesimus. So right. he's not seeking forgiveness for himself. He's seeking forgiveness. He's seeking that Philemon forgive his friend. Right, on right? behalf of Onesimus. On behalf of, right. Yeah, and at the expense of him. Right, because at the end of the day, um, what if, for those who've never read it, really short story. You should just go and read it after this. But basically, uh, Chapter, right? Philemon, yeah, Philemon was a man um, that Paul knew. Um, he was a Christian. He was a believer, very wealthy man. He had uh, a servant um, who had stolen something from him and ran away. It just so happens that Paul encounters Philem- uh, Onesimus, the runaway servant. He encounters him in a place. He wins him over with the gospel. He gets saved. And then he tells him, hey, you need to go back to your master, right? You need to go back to him and you need to go over there and, and, and you know, seek forgiveness. And, um, and so he writes a letter to Phil- Philemon like ahead of time saying, hey, receive Onesimus back, not as even, not even as a servant, but as a brother. He's like, honestly, I can just, I can just hold you hostage right now, dude, because I'm the one who introduced you to Jesus. But because I'm a nice guy, I'm just going to say you should receive him back. And if he owes you anything credit it to my account that's exactly what you were just talking about with yeah. this understanding that it, it does good <laughs> sorry it, it's i love philemon it's one yeah. of my favorite stories so. I, yeah so you should have just said it no i'm kidding <laughs> oh no no you're good <laughs> but um yeah so 
that is the role that forgiveness plays in our lives that we don't just seek it for ourselves right. and give it to others who do wrong to us, but seek it for the entire world to That's forgive good. each other. Yeah. So we forget, we want forgiveness from God. And if God forgives us, we ought to forgive others. We also ought to help others to forgive one another and also help others to seek the forgiveness of God for their sins. Exactly. And that is the life of a forgiven Christian. Yep. Because that's what, that's what repentance does. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my, this was the thing that I said, genuine repentance creates forgiven people and forgiving people. Um, and we should have both of them active in our lives. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.